We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've got some buyout news to get into today. We've got a, a few different transactions around the league. And right before we hit record, I just watched Keith <laughs> drive his wife out of the room by using a super strong version of, of his own Boston accent. So that was excellent. It's a great way to start the, start the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she doesn't like I do a uh, you know exaggerated Boston accent character, and she's not a fan. So I will I, I won't subject the listeners to it here today. Maybe someday I'll uh, I'll do do a little bit of the Boston bro uh, here. But yeah, let, let's get into the latest news around the league today. <laughs> let's do it. I'm Trevor Lane. By the way, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. He's Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Let's start things off with, well, let, let's go to the Bucks, who are the first team to land one of the big names on the buyout market, and that's DeAndre Bembry. The Bucks still have some roster spots to use, but what do you think, Keith? I mean, on the in the, the wake of the Pat Connaughton injury, is this the right fit, getting a guy like Bembry? Can that sort of hold the Bucks over until Connaughton returns? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think what we'll see with uh, that one is he will uh, give them the ability to not have a huge drop off when they go to their bench right now. They're playing some some really younger guys. Uh, it also gives them the ability to not push maybe guys like Wesley Matthews through injuries, Garrison uh Garrison Grayson Allen, uh, if they they don't want to those kind of things. So I I, I think Bembry will help. I, I'll kind of repeat this over and over again throughout buyout season is if we're looking for these guys to make major impacts, I just don't know that that's going to be what happens. I think we're more in a position where it is these buyout guys are going to be solid players, but they're probably not going to put you over the top, but if they help you keep guys healthy and maybe win an extra regular season game or two, then it was probably worth it. Yeah, and just giving you a little bit more depth for the playoffs if you need it. Again, probably not guys you're going to lean on heavily, but if they can get you through the 82 games, then that's a win. That That's something that, that yep. teams are going to need. Uh, that's exactly it. Speaking of the buyout market, Goran Dragic comes to a buyout with the San Antonio Spurs, and he will now hit the market. I, we've heard already pretty much every team that is any kind of a name <laughs> on the buyout market has said, 
we're interested. Uh, so we've had a lot of teams that have that have come up. Uh, we've been speculating the Miami Heat would be a good landing spot. The Dallas Mavericks have long been pegged as the landing spot for him, although Spencer Dinwiddie's arrival might complicate that. Uh, then you've got some teams like the Milwaukee Bucks are another squad that they could, he could end up with. Uh, both the LA teams have been mentioned. You've got uh, the Warriors have been mentioned as well. What are your thoughts on, on the Dragic market and how big of an impact at 35 years old can he make for one of these teams? Yeah, I know. I'm going to kind of counteract what I just said of these guys won't make a big difference. I think he's kind of the, the exception because I think had his contract, but not been sitting at 19.4 million, he likely would have been traded to a team and been a guy that would have jumped in and really been helpful, uh, you know, as a trade deadline acquisition. So I think what's likely to happen with Goran Dragic is he's just going to pick the right spot where he actually can come in. It can't be a team that needs him too much, but you want it to be a team that does need him. He's not just going to be a guy who plays five minutes in the regular season and then disappears in the playoffs. So I, I do think he can still help because the last time we saw him, which was just last year, play really well. Um, he was putting up pretty good numbers in the kind of ideal role for him, which is that guy who plays about 25 minutes or so off the bench for a team. And I think that, Miami is an interesting landing spot for him. I think he can help a, a number of teams. I do wonder what his process is going to look like in terms of narrowing it sure. down, what team he's really going to be looking for. Is it going to be a team that really, really, really needs another guard? Or is it going to be a team where he doesn't have to do quite as much heavy lifting? That Player to player, that can vary. But I do think that he's probably the, the best guy out there right now on the market, particularly since we've been hearing that Dennis Schroeder may not get bought out by the Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. And he played goes. for the Rockets last night. Mm -hmm. So that kind of maybe leans towards now. Yeah. So Dragic, um, for teams looking for a guard, he's probably the best option out there. Speaking of guards, this is a guard that will not be on the market this, this offseason free agency. Patrick Beverly has now signed an extension, gets another year and $13 million with the Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you think about that deal and the flexibility that it can offer Minnesota even next year? Yeah, my first thought is another one bites the dust from the free agent class of, <laughs> of 2022. The, the poor I mean, free agent class. Oh, yeah, man. it's going to be, be uh, Bradley Beal and Zach Levine are going to re-sign and free agency is going to be done in five minutes. Uh, hopefully that does mean we'll have a nice robust trade market mm -hmm. and we'll have you know a lot of fun that way. But yeah, I mean, $13 million sounds really good to me to for Patrick Beverly. I think he's proven to be worth that. Uh, Minnesota has talked a lot about him coming in and being a real culture setter for them. I think those terms tend to get overused mm -hmm. a little bit. But I think in this case, this is one where they got him to help teach a young team how to defend, how important to take possessions and those kind of things. And I think that's been really good for them. So I, I really feel like Beverly at that number is probably going to be solid. And if nothing else, that now becomes an expiring tradable contract next year if Minnesota is looking for an upgrade uh, at any at any point. So, yeah, I have no, no real issue with that. He is now, let's see, uh, he'll turn 34 this summer. So a little on the older side. He's probably a guy who's 
he's probably in that 60 games per year range now, just given his kind of injury history and age. But he should be productive, I, I think, through through that period for, for the Wolves. And you know what? Good for Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is a guy who really kind of had to fight his way to the NBA, played in a whole bunch of different leagues overseas, and actually at one point bought out his own NBA contract to uh, get his own uh, overseas contract to just go for a tryout in the NBA, which is you know really kind of wild stuff. So you know, good for him for putting it to- together a career that is now in its tenth season. That is certainly amazing where he's where he's been, where the, the path that he's taken to get to where he is, and I think this is a good move for the Wolves. And not just because you're getting Patrick Beverly. It also means that you're preserving an asset, a guy that you can put into a trade next year. Like you mentioned, that $13 million. That's the size of contract that a lot of teams are looking for on the trade market. You need to add that in in order to aggregate enough salaries to make a deal work. It keeps them in the running to go after some bigger deals next year. So I think this is something that can work for the Wolves just in terms of rewarding a player that's helped you get to another level this season but Mm -hmm. also can help you take another step next season if the right move comes along on the trade market. Yeah, and when you look at it for the Wolves now, their their starting group is all intact going into to next season. Carl Anthony Towns, Jared Vanderbilt, Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell. That's been their most often used starting lineup uh, when everyone is healthy. Then you've got Malik Beasley, their sixth man, is still under contract. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, who has become a uh, major reserve for them, he's under contract. And they've, they'll have a couple other guys drop out, probably likely. I don't think Jake Lehman will be back. Let's see what comes with Torian Prince, uh, Josh Koji, who's a free agent, but but they're there. They've got a, a they've got team options for Nas Reed and Jalen Noel. We'll see how they approach those. But yeah, I mean, Minnesota's core is now kind of locked in. The other thing this does, too, is this frees up now. They should be in position to still use the full mid-level. Uh, this this summer, which that's going to have some spending power just because there's not that many teams with with cap space. I'll have a, a post trade deadline uh, kind of landscape outlook coming for spot track. Uh, pro- maybe even later tonight, we're recording this on uh, what is it? It's Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe even later tonight, but but definitely probably tomorrow uh, that'll be up. But yeah, the Wolves will be in that you know full mid-level range for sure. And like you said, not a ton of free agents out there, but also not a ton Mm -hmm. of money out there to spend on those free agents. So that could indeed give them an advantage. Uh, Jared Allen, it happened that your guy, he is now an (laughs) all-star named. Well-deserved. Yes, absolutely. Well-deserved, named as a replacement, um, representing Cleveland. So, I mean, given that's where the all-star game is, that's important as well. And, uh, And again, just goes to show the Cavs, we said it at the time when it happened. It was a great, great move for them. They basically stole value in the James Harden from Houston to Brooklyn trade. They just stepped in and said, oh, you don't want Jared? Cool, we'll take him. And it has definitely worked out for them. And funny enough, now they have also have Karis LeVert, too, after (laughs) a year later uh, in that trade. Yeah, I mean, Jared Allen, really well-deserved. He he earned this spot. Uh, This is, to be clear, this is the James Harden replacement. Um, He is not going to play. He confirmed that again today in his introductory presser. With the Sixers, also confirmed he's still dealing with a little bit of hamstring soreness that they're trying to clean up. So he's going to sit through the All-Star break, but he he hopes to be ready to debut for Philly uh, and play immediately after the All-Star break. So, yeah, I, I think this is a 
you know, good sign for Allen. It's great. You know, Darius Garland's going to be there too. Um, it's always cool when the hometown team has a couple, couple guys in the all-star game. So, you know, good for them. Now we're kind of watching Zach Levine. Let's see what comes mm-hmm. out of that. He's going to meet with a, a knee specialist. It, it might've been yesterday or today. Um, we, we, I have not seen any reports on what the results of that was. He said he still plans to play and take part in all-star activities. That's probably not the best idea, but let's see what happens there because I think we've still got a couple guys, uh, Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, maybe kind of looking and saying, hey, I might still have a shot at going here, but we should know that within the next day or so. And you mentioned James Harden there, the hamstring. Let's talk. And, yeah, we're, we're going to be on pins and needles waiting to hear what happens with, with Zach Levine. But James Harden – did not opt in. Apparently, from what we've heard, didn't get the paperwork in in time to opt in to the next year of his deal, but said that is still the plan. This offseason, going to opt in. Why? Why Why does this make sense contractually, financially, for James Harden to opt into the next year of his deal when most of the time when he was with Brooklyn, he was saying, I'm excited for free agency, I'm excited for free agency. Now, suddenly, he's opting in. Yeah, what changes here is this is how he can get the most money. Um, Because he's already above the max salary amount, what happens is when you're already at that number, uh, you are entitled to sign for anything up to 105% of your prior year's salary. Uh, Whereas if he was to opt out and fully sign a full new contract, he could still sign for that amount, but then he's forfeiting what he would give up this year. So it's going to be 105% off this year's salary Mm. versus you opt in for next year. Then you do the 105 off that. Then it's 8% raises off of that after. And now that's how you get up to that $60 million number uh, in the final year of the five-year extension he'll likely sign. So, I mean, he could sacrifice minimal amount of money if he opted out and re-signed, but it's, you know, it all kind of counts. So my guess is you'll see him opt in and then he'll, he'll, resign and uh or sign the extension and that'll be where this goes uh moving forward for him and philly and then we'll probably be sitting here if we're still fortunate enough to be doing this show uh five six years from now talking about what a horrible contract that is <laughs> and hopefully it'll be you know countered by but you know he helped them be you able know, to get to the finals or win a title or whatever it is because that's what you're hoping for absolutely that's where this deal again i i would if i'm giving james harden that contract i'm doing it knowing that probably the last few years might look pretty rough but if mm-hmm. it gets you championship now, it's worth it. You, Doesn't you do. matter. Yep. Uh, Tyreek Evans, not a name that I was expecting to be talking <laughs> about, but reinstated, has been out of the NBA for a few years, was banned, and now he's back again. Potentially another name that somebody could pick up now on the market. There's a number of teams that are after players. Uh, I don't know what to think of this. We haven't seen him play basketball in a few years. So first and foremost, yeah. teams have got to figure out what he's got right now, what he can really bring. But at one point, this guy was really, really good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, we're hearing reports that he's been working out with John Wall and uh, Michael Beasley, I guess Isaiah Thomas was part of some workouts there at some point, or has at least seen Tyreek Evans. So, so we'll see. The good news is, it sounds like uh, his personal issues have cleared up enough for him to get back to the NBA. So that's the the big takeaway I'm taking is, you know, he's got things in order enough to to get back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. And this one, I really kind of have my doubts that he's going to catch on. What's unfortunate is he wasn't eligible to be reinstated until now because he had a two-year uh, ban, or I guess ban is better better to put than suspension. But what I think about this with Tyreek Evans is, let's say this was two months ago that he was eligible to come back. He might have got one of those COVID call-ups mm. that all these other guys got. Kind of maybe might have had the Lance Stevenson bounce where it's like, hey, I can still play. Look, you know, and then everybody's like, all right, yeah, you know, this guy still can still has something. So let's see, you know, maybe a team team brings him in. But we're starting to get a little tighter on roster spots. And I think teams want to be giving them away to, to guys who, you know, they're not fully certain. So this might be more one of, Maybe he catches on very late in the season on a 10-day with somebody, and then next year he he's in training camp with a team or something like that. But he wasn't great as last year with the Pacers. He uh, didn't shoot it well. He it kind of didn't didn't look as good. But we don't know how much of that was you know was that some of that caused by some of the substance abuse issues that he was having going on at the time too. So let's see, you know. But you know, good luck to Tyreek Evans. I you know as with almost everybody rooting for him to get all the way back as long as he's got his life you know in order like it should be. Absolutely, and that's the most important thing there. Uh, Dacian Nix gets a four-year deal with the Rockets. Now, I'd imagine, I haven't seen the details on this, but I would imagine there's some uh, some non-guaranteed years in this. Yeah. That, this Gotta is the be. time of year when teams are taking advantage of that kind of stuff, um, locking in players onto these kind of deals, and then um, and then off you go. So that's what I would expect to see here with the Rockets. But uh, again, the Rockets just adding more pieces, taking some shots on some guys, because this is, this is what you do if you're in the spot that the Rockets are mm-hmm. in right now. Yeah, he'd been with him on a two-way uh, this year. He He's one of the G League Ignite kids. He's not uh, quite the success story that a couple of the others were from, from that first uh, Ignite team, but he's he's played really well. He did not play great with the Ignite last year uh, in the 15 games they played in the, the G League bubble, uh, which is probably why he he was one of the guys who um, you know wasn't uh, you know super highly thought of and went undrafted because he because he didn't look great. But in the G League this year, in 27 G League games, um, he's averaging 19.7 points. 5.6 rebounds, six assists, 2.3 steals, which is really something. Uh, shooting 45% from the floor, 38% from three. Uh, doesn't shoot it well at the line. We'll, we'll, we'll skip over that one because it's pretty bad uh, for, for a guard. But, you know, that's pretty good. Now, he's limited opportunities in the NBA to this point, but you're absolutely right. If you think a guy you know, might pop and be able to play, and the big thing, he's only 20. Right. This is still a very young kid, uh, you know, here. So the Rockets, you know, they, they 
well, why not, right? You have really no reason not to, but bring him in, put him, you know, throw him in there, maybe behind, uh, you know, Schroeder and Green and Porter and those guys, and and you know, see see what you got the rest of the season. You really have nothing to lose. So I, I like this, you know, because because guaranteed, it's it's minimum money, uh, probably after year one. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's something that that can obviously, if it's a low risk potentially what medium reward here where if it if it works yeah. out great and if it doesn't it's not costing you that much anyway. i mean it could be even high reward it could if he's a you know if he's a if super he's... late bloomer he, you know somebody could really pop mm-hmm. you know really late for for them but yeah they they and just the mechanics behind how they're doing this they still had a good chunk of their um their non-taxpayer mid-level left so that's what they're gonna do they're gonna give a give a give a large amount of that to to nicks here as a up front this is the second guy now that they've done this with uh, this season because garrison matthews uh went this road and in uh armani brooks kind of sort of that one was a little weird the way they did the transaction ordering with him um but he was unfortunately waived at the uh trade deadline um but this does open up a two-way spot now for the rockets so they'll they'll be able to bring somebody else in for the rest of the year there all right speaking of two-way spots caleb martin gets converted yeah. from the the miami yeah. heat we knew this was coming right yeah but still uh, nice for him catching on somewhere yep. um and in miami he's he's shown flashes for them Hey, were you a G.I. Joe kid? Like the G.I. Joe cartoon? Yeah, I mean, like I watched it. It's not like I knew every character or anything like that, but it certainly was. was in, <laughs> I was more of a Ninja Turtles guy. And before okay. and before Ninja Turtles, it was it was He-Man. So th- those were kind of like my, my big ones when I was a kid. But G.I. Joe was definitely, it was definitely in that orbit for me. Do you remember uh, Tomax and Zaymont? They were the twins. Like they were like businessmen who worked with Destro and Cobra Commander, and they were like kind of bad guys. I don't, I don't remember that. Okay, so anyway, they were twins, and like if one got punched, the other one felt it. Oh, uh, okay. with this. Yep. Here's why I'm bringing this up. I promise there's a connection. Caleb Martin right now is out with Achilles soreness. Cody Martin is also out with Achilles soreness. Mm. Just a little weird, right? The two, two, two twins. And if you ever see, like, this was a thing when they were on the Hornets, you had to know which one was which number because they look exactly alike. <laughs> right. Even more than the Morris twins, like these two look exactly alike. So, um, but yeah, Caleb Martin uh, to swing it all the way back around to him uh, getting a standard deal. Uh, Nine point five points this year, uh, shooting fifty one percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three. Uh, four point uh, four rebounds uh, per game as well. Play, playing you know, pretty solid for the Heat. So, you know, just another guy that the Heat kind of pick up and get in their system, and then then he pops. If one starts getting hot from the field and is ready for a heat check, can the other one take it? Is that, I don't know. I don't know do how they it have works, that kind man. of a connection. Does that work? I mean, they they feel each other's pain. You should be feeling each other's <laughs> good times too, right? So, yeah, if I was the Hornets and I'm playing the Heat, I you know, and did Caleb's rolling, I'd get Cody out there or vice versa, yeah. and you just let, let them go. Let them see, see if they can cook a little bit out there. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It reminded <laughs> me of Tomax and Zaymont from, from, uh, from GI Joe. I thought of, um, Hellboy two. Whether you've got the, the, what, oh, the yeah, brother yeah. and the sister yes. and the spoiler yep. alert to eventually stop him. She has to stab herself. <laughs> and anyway, yeah. Um, Heywood high Smith gets a, gets a 10 day contract. Uh, yep. so, so again, we're seeing a lot of these kind of smaller moves. 
that are that are coming. Yeah, through. we're seeing what we're seeing now is teams who uh, had open roster spots or freed up roster spots uh, during the trade deadline and bringing them in. Uh, Highsmith was with the Heat earlier on one of the COVID uh, hardship ten days. Um, apparently showed him enough to to come up. His second year guy. Uh, he'd been playing for uh, Delaware. Um, which is Philly's uh, G League affiliate uh, this year, and you know, was was doing pr- pretty well down in the G League. I think this was his second year, making sure that his third year actually in the G League. He was playing fairly well uh, down there. He'd had a call up uh, last season too um, with the 76ers, or I guess that was uh, actually a couple years ago. He was called up by the 76ers. So yeah, I mean, good you know opportunities for these guys to catch on and and. Again, I just said it with with Caleb Martin, but when it's the Heat, kind of raises my eyebrow a little bit more because mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Omer Yurt Seven, like they have just you know nailed a couple of these guys late um, in these games. Vincent as well was was another one. Uh, they they get these guys late um, in on these ten days, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the guys guys a rotation player and playing pretty well. They they do as good a job with that back end roster development as any team does in the league. Yeah, so certainly adds a little bit more credibility to moves like this where you've got to keep an eye on it because you never know when they're going to find yet another guy. All right, to wrap things up, we got to talk about Enes Freedom, formerly Enes Cantor. Uh, I guess there's some question out there about his future in the NBA. Obviously, you've got plenty of experience with him. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Is this is is Has his time in the NBA come to an end? Or do you think somebody else gives him a shot? And wrapped into this, we've got, obviously, of course, the whole political discussion going on. Yeah, and that's... So, there's sides to this, Mm -hmm. right? And there's one side saying he's being blackballed by the NBA. And there were people saying that's why the Celtics weren't weren't playing him and all these things. And it wasn't true. He wasn't playing because it was an odd signing to begin with. I don't... That that seemed to be more of a locker room type signing for Boston. Of Let's get a guy who people generally like in the locker room. And despite some of his political thoughts, people generally do still seem to like uh, Ennis. But I think the challenge is... He's just not very good at basketball anymore. His thing that was really good was his hands were like a vacuum. Like he just got rebounds, could finish around the rim. He was one of the best rebounders in the league for years. And then he was also one of the best finishers at the basket, despite the fact that he could barely jump over a piece of paper. So now you're in a position where he can't, he doesn't rebound as well. His hands seem to have slipped a little bit. He had some struggles this year catching passes um, on the interior and those kind of things from Boston. And his defense is just, I mean, it's beyond bad. Mm-hmm. You, you, the part of the Celtics problem was they play a switch everything system where it's really everybody needs to be able to hold their own. And when, when uh, Ennis came in the game, it turned into a – all right, we have to now play this drop style. We're going to do four switch around one uh, where he just kind of hung out around the basket area and that caused a lot of issues. So that was a big part of why going and reacquiring Daniel Tice was done because Tice is a lot more plug and play for if he has to play for Al Horford or for Robert Williams, you can just throw him in there and you don't have to change your whole system around. So um, we'll see if somebody really, really needs a big, Late in the season, I could see them maybe taking a shot on him, but they, they we, we we might be done. I mean, he may be uh, at the end of his his NBA run. I think the the point is that there are some people who want to paint this as this yes. is the NBA doing this because of politics. Yeah, 
And, I, and like, if this was, I don't know, if this was a guy who was a consistent 20, 30 minute a night player, a starter on some team, and then suddenly no team will, will touch him. Okay, then, then maybe we start having this discussion. But I think even if he had said nothing politically at all, even if he, he had no political thoughts that he puts out there publicly whatsoever, the, I think he's probably still right where he's at. How many teams are really looking for bigs that don't protect the rim and can't step out really to the three-point line right now? Not not many. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. that's the reality that he's looking at here. Not It's not based on what he believes politically. No, exactly. No, I'm with you. Hey, we got a couple late breaking things oh, that have come okay. out uh, here since we've been recording, um, or at least I f- first saw them while we've been recording. Isaiah Thomas is going to rejoin the G League mm-hmm. after the All-Star break. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, his one G League game was a smashing success. He scored like 40-something points and played great and then, then immediately got a handful of call-ups. Uh, and then James Wiseman is going to play in his first five-on-five scrimmage. So it uh, sounds like he maybe is finally getting close to working his way into his Warriors debut. Remember, there was a point where we thought we'd see him before Clay. Um and then, then, then that didn't play out that way. So let's see how that goes uh, well, with him. Um, it's, uh, it sounds like he may be, uh, you know, getting close to coming back uh, there. And then the Nets were close to trading Nick Claxton to the Raptors for a first-round pick. Mm. Uh, Zach Lowe dropped that in his most recent podcast. So, I, I mean, I guess we heard leading up to the deadline that the Raptors were looking for size and mm. looking for a center, and, and they ended up getting kind of sort of one and that young. But, yeah. Uh, did did not go go that route with, with Nick Claxton, so let's see what happens now with him moving forward. They were also connected to guys like like Nerlens Noel. They were in the mix for mm-hmm. Yaka Pertle, of course. We heard as well they yep. wanted to reacquire him. So um, so it'll be interesting to see what ultimately happens with with Claxton. Of course, Andre Drummond made his debut last night for, uh, yep. for the Nets. Yep. All right. It looked okay. Yeah. Kind of played all right. Yep. So yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap things up there. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure that you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications if you are listening to the podcast version of this. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.